When all I feel is fear inside, I don't wanna open up my eyes. Lord, I know I'm nothing at all. When I'd rather do anything than open up my mouth and speak, deep in my heart I hear you call. And silence is the warmest place to hide. Would you give me courage and bless the words of this speaking Hi guys, it's Mandy with the Speaking Wife Podcast. I've been trying to figure out a more classy or more fun sounding way to start every podcast and every podcast I start it the exact same way. So I hope you don't get tired of the, hi guys, it's Mandy. Um, I think that's kind of the rhythm that I've fallen into and I might need to practice saying something else. Um, Today, I wanted to talk a little bit about a subject that I think a lot of people have very strong opinions on and a lot of people haven't actually researched as far as getting in God's Word and what He has to say about it and what we can actually do. And that topic is talking back to yourself. Talking to yourself. I know that most of the time when you say things like that, people kind of look at you strangely and you're you're instantly put in the crazy boat. But there are some times when we need to do that. And so I'm hoping that today I can talk about it in such a way that will kind of um, make you think about it in a different light than you have before and hopefully encourage you in some way today while we're talking about this. But something that I've kind of noticed in myself and I've seen in a lot of mothers especially is that we will stand up and defend those that we love very quickly to the dying day. We are going to defend the people that we care about and protect the people that we love and we're going to stand up for them. And then when it's ourselves, a lot of times it will take a long time before we will do that. Myself in particular, I am very protective of those that I love. Like I said, as most mothers that I've noticed, I am very willing to stand up and defend the people that I care about and the ones that I want to help protect and keep safe and guard their hearts. And then with myself, it generally takes years of being mistreated or being disrespected before I will stand up for myself. Most of the time, it takes a really long time. And when I'm watching someone else, when I'm watching another mother go through maybe a similar situation, my inward thought is stand up for yourself, you know, say something, don't allow yourself to be treated this way. And then when it's me, I do the same thing where it's, I kind of just want to keep the peace and I'll do that as long as possible. And it's really difficult to find lines where you need to stand up for yourself and when you're just kind of being petty, because we all know as women, we can be a little a lot emotionally driven and stand up maybe when we shouldn't but then we can take it too far not stand up for ourselves and I have noticed that more than anyone else we will allow ourselves to be bullied by ourselves I'm going to try to explain what I mean by that most people are never going to allow someone else to bully them to the extent that they allow their own thoughts their own mind to bully them We'll wake up every day and even we hear this in the back of our head where when you talk to yourself, you're crazy. But the truth is you are talking to yourself already. You're already doing it. When you wake up in the morning feeling unworthy, when you wake up in the morning feeling like you're inadequate for the day, 
when you wake up in the morning and you feel fat, when you wake up in the morning and you feel like you're not as beautiful or your hair doesn't look like that, whatever it is, I'm mentioning a lot of girl things, but if there's any guys listening, you just insert whatever it is that day, like I'm not a good enough provider, I don't have it together enough, whatever it is that you're struggling with, you, you begin this self-talk and you start to hear it all day long. And because we are so worried about being labeled as crazy, we won't, quote, talk back. And that is something that we need to change. And biblically, we are told to change in our hearts and in our lives. So it's not about the fact that you're not talking to yourself. You already are. You're talking to yourself. So what we have to do now is take charge of what we're saying to ourselves. Our thoughts are not the boss. (laughs) Our thoughts are not the boss of us. And I know that's a funny way to put it, but that's what we allow to happen. We allow our own thoughts in our own minds when no one else has even done anything to dictate how we feel about ourselves, how we feel about our situations, how we feel about those around us, what motivates us to go forward. We allow our thoughts to start at the beginning of the day and to dictate how we respond to each event that day, even if it's things that we can't control. We can control what's happening in our mind. We can control the thoughts we're allowing to just live there all the time. As you know, if you've listened to any of the previous podcasts, I do believe that there are times when you need to seek help. You need to go to a professional because sometimes you have a chemical imbalance. There are all these different factors. But today, we're talking about thoughts and fighting them, fighting back with your own voice. So sometimes we have to choose that we are going to say something back. Even if we're labeled as crazy, we're going to talk back to ourselves. One of the first things we have to realize is that we are not the first ones to feel this way. I don't know if anyone else struggles with this, but whenever I am in a very low place, the number one feeling that I have is that no one else has felt this way. No one else is weak enough to have gotten into this place. That that's the instant barrage in my heart and my mind. The devil, in the Bible it tells us that he is seeking He's roaming to and fro, seeking whom he may devour. And if you look at nature, because it references him being a lion in that scripture, if you look at nature, the lion never hunts for someone that's in the middle of the pack. They're always hunting for someone that is a little bit off to the side or a little bit behind everyone. And that's how we will feel. We will feel so alone, whether it's true or not. Our thoughts and our feelings are telling us we're alone that no one else has felt this way, no one else would be silly enough or dumb enough, however harsh you're being with yourself, to get in this situation. And we believe that we're the only ones that have struggled this way. We're the only ones that have felt buried in our own minds. We are alone. We will believe that. And that talk, that self-talk that's happening in our mind will be telling us that. And we won't talk back. We have to realize first that we're not alone. There's so many scriptures in the Bible about this. As I was studying it, it was actually really hard to narrow it down to just one or two scriptures. So I'm going to go through several today, but I'm going to try to make it as quick as I can. I'm I'm trying to learn how to move quickly without moving at such a speed where no one can understand me. I told someone recently that the day that my child learned how to speak while they were inhaling was the day that my nerves started eating themselves because there wasn't even a break while they were taking a breath. So I'm trying to learn the happy medium here of not dragging it out, but also not going so fast that I can't be understood. So the first scripture that I wanted to mention is in Philippians, it's 474 verse 7. 
And it says, And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And then in Ephesians, it says, Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. So these are two scriptures that talk about God keeping our minds. He's not, we, we focus a lot about God being a, a loving God and someone who knows the desires of our hearts and who wants to be with us. But there are just as many scriptures speaking about him keeping our minds, keeping the peace for us, that this peace that passes all understanding that your situation and your circumstances might be utter chaos. But we don't have to be thrown around like a rag doll by our situations, by our circumstances, by what everyone else is doing. Because the God that is invested in your heart is just as invested in your mind. And so if we fight back and we talk back to this self-talk that we're already having, what we do is we just use the words of God. We go to His Word and we ask Him, what can I say back to this depression and this discouragement and this loneliness that we're feeling? In Psalms 77, I love the Psalms. I love them because sometimes we need to be reminded that the people in the Bible were humans. It's easy to read the Bible and to think of this as some mystical story that didn't actually apply to anyone and no one was a human actually going what we're going through. They weren't going through that. But that's not true. There's one scripture that says there's nothing new under the sun. And it doesn't mean there's not going to be any new technology or anything like that. What it means is there's no feeling that you are going to feel. There's no depression or discouragement that you are going to face that someone else has not already faced. You are not alone. The Bible is so quick to combat that feeling of loneliness, and I love it so much. But in Psalm 77, it says, I call to remembrance my song in the night. I commune with my own heart and my spirit made diligent search. So we remember that in the night, what has God done for us before in these moments? Because every new discouraging moment feels like it's the worst one. If you're, if you're anything like me, I will get to a place and I will think, wow, I, this is it. This is the one I'm not going to make it out of. I can't face this overwhelmingness that's happening. I can't face the discouragement. And I will tend to forget the times when I have felt exactly like that before. And God has come through every time. He might not change every situation, but he has carried me through. And so when I refuse to allow the conversation that's happening in my mind to dictate what my response is and what I'm going to do, when I go to the word of God and I ask him to speak into my heart, into my life, when I use my own voice and I remember the song that he gave me in the night, the last time I was in the night, And I commune with my own heart where I'm not waiting for someone else to say it, but I'm saying, God, I'm going to go to your word and I'm going to say this to myself. I'm not going to allow the conversation that's already happening to be the end. This I'm going to talk back to myself. That scripture right there is so valuable. I think it's amazing. And then in Psalms, the very first Psalm, the first Psalm, it says in verses one through three, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doth 
shall prosper. So it's telling us that when we're meditating, and this is in our own mind, this is not someone else saying it to us. When we are meditating on the law of God, when we're meditating on who he is, what he has done for us in the past, the things that he has proven over and over. And I want to insert here, if you're listening to this podcast and he hasn't proven that to you yet, he is up to the challenge. If you take your crisis and you take what's happening in your mind to Christ, he will come through for you. If you lay it at his feet and ask him, God, I need you to prove that you're real to me. That's not disrespectful. That's not sacrilegious to go to a loving God who wants to be there for you and to tell him that you're struggling with believing that he even cares to lay all of that at his feet and say, God, I need you to prove to me that you are who you say you are, that I can lay all of this at your feet. And you never know what's going to move forward from that. As I said earlier, he may direct you to a counselor. He may direct you to a psychiatrist. But he is up to the challenge of guiding your life and comforting you when you feel like that you are in a place where there will never be comfort found ever again. But this scripture tells us that when we do that, we will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. A tree is not moved around. A tree that is planted and it's going into the river, its roots are sustaining the life of the tree and it is steadfast. It's standing there unwavering. And society will tell us that all paths lead to the same place. It's it's as if we're supposed to be fluid in everything that we do and still expect to have peace. But the peace that God tells us that we can have is not this fluid thing that is ever-changing and ever-moving and you never know where it's going to be or how you're going to find it and you just live life hoping that someday it sweeps your direction The peace of God that he promises us comes from planting ourselves in his word, from rooting ourselves into his, who he is and who he has called us to be and being unwavering. We're not to be tossed around with every thought, with every, every fashion that comes by or every idea. Fashion's not even the right word to use, but I think you might know what I'm trying to say with every whim of society We can't be tossed around with all of this and have peace. And so there is so much turmoil in the world, in the hearts and the minds of so many people because we're kind of being told that we need to accept everything and we need to understand everything and we need to believe everything and we need to just let people be who they're going to be. And so society is in this constant state of change and turmoil and as like I said as if you're just floating around in an ocean hoping that at some time the the boat of peace is going to come by your way but that's not how it works peace is something that we have to decide we're going to root ourselves in the word of God and we're going to be who he has called us to be and when you are anchored to that kind of source that's where the peace comes from it doesn't come from anywhere else so when we have decided to to talk back, I wanted to try to give three things that I feel like will help with that. The first thing I, I said is to recognize that you're not the first one that has felt this way. That is the first lie that we have to combat because you are not alone, but you feel completely alone. You are not alone, but you believe you are alone. So we have to remember that we're not the first ones to feel this way. Then number two is we have to recognize the lies that we're believing. Are you believing that you're alone? Are you believing that you're not good enough? Are you believing that you can't help anyone? You're believing that there's no hope? 
that tomorrow will be exactly like today was that there's not even a reason to keep going recognize the lies that you're believing write them down if you need to and then go to the word of god with the lies that you're believing and god will help you fight that talk that is already happening in your own mind number three is we need to replace them so this all becomes one bundle of something that we're doing we're recognizing that we're not the first one to go through this part of that is is recognizing the lies and then the third part is replacing it it doesn't do any good for me to say I have a broken leg I know I have a broken leg I can't keep walking on this broken leg and then I just sit on my couch and talk about the fact that I have a broken leg and I don't go to the doctor I don't get it put into a cast I don't get any crutches to help me walk around I don't do anything but I've recognized the fact that I have a broken leg the leg is broken now what are we going to do about it I'm believing a lie I'm believing that I'm not good enough I'm believing that God does not hear me I'm believing that everyone else has it together better than me I'm believing that there's no hope for tomorrow everything will always be the same so I can choose in that second in that moment okay I've recognized the lies that I'm believing now what am I going to do about it I have to fight those lies I have to realize they're a lie I have to fight the lie and I have to replace the lie God's word tells us something so completely different than that. He tells us that we are something different than what we have told ourselves that we are. And so if we get into those places and we don't fight the lie, we recognize that it's a lie, but we don't do anything to fight it, then we're going to stay in that place. We're going to stay in the place of believing whatever this lie is that has come into our hearts and our minds in such a way that it feels so overwhelming that we feel like we can't fight it. If you're anything like me and anything that I say I'm speaking from the experiences that I have had I'm not trying to say everyone will deal with this exactly this way but one of the last scriptures I wanted to read is Matthew 22 verse 37 and it says Jesus said unto them thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind this is the first and great commandment so this is the very first commandment that Jesus gives to us. This is the first thing that we have to do. I love to help people. I love to do that. I, I love to make people smile. I love to encourage people. But before I can do any of that, I have to take my heart and my mind and my soul and I have to love God. I have to plant myself towards Him where I am reaching towards Him to be the one that sustains me and the peace that I need. When we have done that, when we have committed our ways to God, when we have given our soul and our heart and our mind to Him, and we don't fight this battle by ourselves, we can begin to talk back and not just say what we would say, but we can begin to say what He says about us, that He will never leave us or forsake us, that we are fearfully and wonderfully made, that He will be with us all the way to the end, that there is hope. That he is the God of all hope. And when we begin to talk back, when you begin to fight back to this inward conversation that you're having, you will find that you can rely on the strength of the person who created you, the one who made you to be who you are going to be. He has a plan for your life that no one else can fulfill. And so when you begin to look at what he says about you, take your eyes off of what society says about you because it's going to change. 
it's going to be so different. Every year is going to be something different. Something different you need to accept or something different you need to change or something different you need to believe. But when you anchor yourself in the word of God, you can be like a tree that is planted by that water and he will feed you. He will be the one that sustains you. And then after we have started talking back to ourselves, then we can start talking to other people. Because sometimes your voice, when you have allowed God to begin to tell you the truth about yourself, your voice can be the thing that can save someone else in that darkest moment that they're facing. I haven't shared this with very many people, but I felt really impressed that I needed to talk about it today. I was going through a really difficult time not that long ago, probably just a couple of years, and I was struggling with just going through moment to moment. I felt like that nothing was ever going to change, that there wasn't even actually a reason for me to really even be alive. And logically, none of that made sense. Someone could have set me down and written on a piece of paper all of the logical reasons why that was a lie. But I had to decide in my own heart and my own mind. I needed something to change in me because everything around me, I was just believing the feelings, the thoughts, the situations, and all of those things change. And one morning I I had gotten the children to school. I had collapsed on the living room floor sobbing. It was supposed to be a happy time. It was supposed to be good things going on. And I had fallen, literally fallen on my face because I felt like I had reached the end of my rope. I was crying probably harder than I have ever cried in my life. And I was begging God to show me that he still saw me. I was sobbing because I am someone who has been raised in a preacher's home. I'm someone who's gone to church my whole life. I have heard all of the stories. I can recite Bible stories to you and verses to you. And that does not make me immune to the attack of the enemy on my heart and my mind and my spirit. And I I sat there, laid there on the living room floor and cried for probably an hour. And nothing happened. And I got up. And I went to the kitchen because I was thinking, well, you know, I at least have to do the dishes while they're at school. I was standing in the kitchen and I reached a point of such frustration. This is after me praying. This is after me talking to God. And I reached a point where I was feeling so frustrated and so hurt because I can believe that he says who he is for everyone else. But when it comes to me, when it comes to my heart and my life, I see all the reasons why that he wouldn't help me because I see all of my faults and all of my failures. So I had gone back and forth in this feeling of, Lord, I need you to speak to me. And then why would you speak to me? Why when I'm so insignificant and I'm so unworthy? And then, but Lord, I know, I know that you can speak to me. And I, I got this bundle of emotion going on. And I turned around in my kitchen and out loud I said, I am supposed to be your daughter And you don't even hear me anymore. And at that very moment, my phone went off. Someone texted me that I was not talking to. They did not know where I was in that moment. And all the text said was, just letting you know that God still hears you and he loves you. There have been moments that I have come to in my life when he has not spoken so clearly and so nearly audibly. But in that moment, I needed him to do that for me. 
My heart and my mind was in so much turmoil. I needed him to speak clearly and definitely because he saw that I had reached that point. I thought I had reached the point where I couldn't keep going several months before that. And I had continued to try to just put one foot in front of the other because God doesn't respond to temper tantrums. But he knew in my heart that I believed who he said he was and I needed him to show me. It wasn't that I was saying that I didn't believe who he was, but I had watched him prove himself to me over and over. And so in the middle of my tornado of feelings and thoughts and emotions that all of the past experiences with him should have shown me that I couldn't focus on those things, I had become overwhelmed in my humanness and in my even just womanhood and our emotions sometimes, I had become so overwhelmed by this that I needed him to grab the megaphone and speak to me right then. And that is what he did. If you are in a place where you are feeling that way, I want to be the voice that tells you he has not forgotten you. That where you are, you are not alone. That God has a plan for your life that no one else can accomplish but you. Because no one else will come in contact with the people that you will come in contact with. It doesn't matter how small and insignificant you feel. He has his eye on you and he has a plan for you. And you are precious to him. No matter how you're feeling, no matter what your emotions are telling you, no matter what your thoughts are telling you, open his word. And it's, a, it's all around us right now. You can Google the Bible. You can, you can look it up on an app on your phone. Get into His Word and find out what He says about you. Because you are not alone. You are not forsaken. And you are not useless. And you have to open your mouth and talk back to the thoughts that are overwhelming you. And that feel like they are going to take you under. His Word is strong enough to fight through the fog that you're feeling. Because you are worth it. He went to the cross and he purposely laid down his life because he felt like you were worth it. Don't believe the lie that you're telling yourself. Don't believe the lie that is constantly rolling over and over in your head every day. You are here for a reason. And you need to talk back to the talk that's already happening in your own mind. You need to silence that conversation that's going on in your head. And the only thing strong enough to do that is the word of God and his love for you. I hope that I haven't sounded too forceful or preachy with you, but I feel so strongly about this. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you're doing. God loves you and he has a plan for you. And society will keep you moving back and forth all over the place. But if you will anchor yourself in Christ... If you will plant yourself in his word, just day by day, one little moment at a time, then you can be like that tree that is planted by the rivers of water and Christ will sustain you in the most awful, turmoil-filled times of your life. I hope this has been encouraging to you guys and I can't wait to talk to you again next week. I pray that each one of you will have a wonderful day and remember that you are so precious in the sight of our Father. Goodbye.